the produce guys, Dan and Guido, up next. Yeah, it's far out, man. What do you want from life? Chiquita banana and I've come to say Vegetables are very good for you Mom was right, eating veggies keeps us healthy Apples, peaches, bananas and pears Your produce alone has been worth the trip Live from the San Francisco Bay It's the produce pair your food show on the enjoyment of fresh fruits and vegetables. What's in season? What's fresh? At the store, at the farmer's market, in your backyard, and on your table. Speaking of fresh, here's your host, America's natural grocer, Dan the Produce Man, and Guido the Gardener. Well, hello everyone and welcome to the Produce Pair. I'm Dan the Produce Man along with Guido the Gardener. Yes, that's right, folks. It's a lovely, lovely New Year. Happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Year to you too, Guido. Enjoy yours. Hopefully 2021 goes a little bit smoother than 2020. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yowza, yeah, a little, little bit smoother, yowza, yes. Yowza. And, uh, you know, folks say not to do a New Year's resolution, you get all these nutritionists saying, don't do it because you won't stick to it. And a lot of that's true. But you know what I say? Do it anyway. Go ahead and make the change. Make the change in your diet and just add in the fresh fruits and vegetables and everything will just start happening. It's, and you know what? It's, I, I, it's not that that difficult. Just this morning, I was making up just a little breakfast thing, right? And I make these up all the time, a little saucepan. I had one slice of cheese i had one egg i had a big handful of baby spinach and what i do is i kind of chunk up the cheese and i put it in the saucepan and i use that to kind of cook the egg in and then i added the spinach a little bit of water tossed it around and then at, and i said and i told my my lovely bride i said oh let me put my tomato in because a cooked tomato is good for you and, you know, because of the lycopene that comes out when you cook a tomato. Sure. And the acid in the tomato will cut through some of the fat and the cheese and everything. Yeah. Else. So it's. Yeah. So I cooked this whole thing up and she looked at it in a saucepan. She goes, oh, that looks good. I said, well, yeah, you know, that's <laughs> sweetheart. That's kind of the idea. Then I put some pre-made guacamole on the top of that. And I said, that's why I kind of cook and eat the way I do, because I get a little. And this is exactly what I told her hour and a half ago i get a little you know the spinach gives you a little you know vitamin a or whatever the avocado is very good for you and the lycopene in the tomato and you don't have to eat a lot i mean dan the thing it was one egg and one little slice of cheese yeah i'm imagining it because yeah. you didn't bring any to the Pearl yeah. Bear studio <laughs> yeah next time i'll make it and it's just a down and dirty stupid little breakfast no it's perfect but that's how i eat you get a little bit of this and a little bit of that so folks if you want to a new year's resolution of eating better you can do it like two bits at a time have have a bag of baby spinach in your refrigerator all the time you can put it in a little bit of soup you can add it to all sorts of stuff oh, fresh yeah. or cooked absolutely yeah. yeah if you do you know what if you do one thing uh spinach well yes that's true spinach yeah. you've got all the nutrients in there the yeah. green and the other thing is though folks have to understand is a lot of folks will buy produce in a bag meaning vegetables now spinach you're never going to find it cut up you'll just yeah. find the leaves whole large or small mm. but with other vegetables like 
especially romaine and other lettuces. Those bagged, chopped lettuces are there for convenience, but they're also, they're not there to last you a week and a week and a half. Right. You have to use them right. because it's cut vegetables. The spinach is whole leaves, so it's going to last a little bit longer. Those spinach does break down pretty quickly. And uh, I never eat eggs without spinach. Oh, really? I love spinach. Yeah. It's, it's just a great combination. But... It is. So, But we'll talk about spinach in another podcast. Yeah, here I go off into spinach land. No, it's okay. It, yeah. Well, I started off by saying, go ahead and make that New, Year resol- yeah. New Year's resolution. Go ahead and do it. I know nutritionists say not to do it. That's okay. Do it anyway. Because What know, do they know? Well, <laughs> so, well, I think they know a lot. But the thing yeah. is, is and yes, because the problem is it's a psychological thing. Ah, gotcha. it's, a, it's a deadline. You have to do it. But when your body tells you to do it, that's really when you, you do it. But you can practice now as a New Year's resolution. Just don't beat yourself up. Yeah. When you fall off the wagon, get back on. There's plenty of fruit and vegetables out there in the stores today. There's a wide selection, thousands of items. And you don't even have wrong. to leave your house. You click, 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 any number of ways, and it shows up at your front door. That's true. Well, today on the Produce Pair table, we have a variety of apples, and One, we have some... two, three, four, five. Are these all the same? Yes, the, these are all six. the same. So we have one apple that is over 100 years old, the variety. All the rest are newer varieties. However, one of those varieties is generated from very old varieties, and we're going to get into that in a minute. But what do we have here first? Well, this first one here is the Autumn Glory, which is a newer apple, but this is half Gold Delicious and half Fuji. Yes. Fuji Fuji and Gold Delicious. It's a fairly large apple. I don't know if they run large, but a Fuji can run pretty big. Well, that display was all large apples. large okay because a gold delicious does not run all that large a fuji can run large this is a fairly hefty apple uh drum shape more of a of a shape of uh of really like a red delicious the background colors shows its heritage of gold delicious around the the blossom end sure and actually the stem because it gets yellow but it's listen to this folks that's a pretty firm apple yeah, for December. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to cut it? Yeah. I'm not, I don't, I'm just going to, let's just slice a piece out of yeah, it. I, you, you, I don't want to Go ahead, use... use a knife. You have your choice here. You've got either my antique Dole banana knife with the old logo on it, or my Earl's oh, the... organic produce knife. Oh, this is, <laughs> gosh, this is an old one, yeah. Yes, that is. That's the old Dole label. I don't know what. Hey, guess where? Where? Product USA. This is a. Oh, yeah, that's when they were made here in America. Stain... Stainless. Yeah. All right. Anyway, folks, what's a safe way of cutting that? Probably just like like that. It's very juicy. Autumn glory. See, what's the what's the the opal apple? That one's part gold delicious also, although it's got more gold. And what you were commenting before that the gold delicious was a very common Mm. hybridization apple, I guess. Autumn Autumn glory. Uh, The name suggests that you, you you see it in the fall. Surprise, surprise. Like you don't see any other apples in the fall. Well, according to the description, it's supposed to have a cinnamony flavor and remind you of fall. Mm. But apples always remind me of fall. But it yeah. is a very good apple. It has the oh. perfect balance. It's not too sweet, but it's mm. sweet. And there's no tartness to it at all. The I, texture's fantastic. I really like that. It's very crispy. You know what I like about this? As you mentioned it, it's not real sweet. 
I just can, I mean. No, the sweetness is enough. It's it's flavorful, though. It's very flavorful. This is good. And just the right amount of sweetness. This is perfect. You know? Sorry, folks, talking with my mouth full. It is it's, a food show. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a very apt description of the apple saucy kind of cinnamon. That's delicious. That is. So, hey, folks, Autumn Glory is a big winner mm. in the Produce Pairs Book of Apples. You know, that one, I, I would, um, well, it might get a little soft. Well, the Fuji, the Fuji is firm for cooking, but the Gold Delicious is actually a pretty good cooking apple. It, well, it, yeah. Oh, because it'll get a little soft, but I bet you this one would be, make a heck of a pie. Yes, it would. Although, do you think the, the Gold Delicious would make it too soft? No, because Gold Delicious only gets soft as it ripens up and turns yellow. That's, uh, there you go. You know, other than that, when Absolutely. it's slightly on the green side, I like the Gold Delicious when it's slightly green and tart. Yeah. And I do like the California Gold Delicious a lot. The next two. Oh, this is a, um, this is a Cosmic Crisp. Okay, now Cosmic Crisp, yes. This is the ver- the shining star right now yeah. in the apple department. Everybody loves this apple. At least within the produce industry, there's a lot of buzz. I haven't read Consumer Reports on it yet. This apple has a Honeycrisp background. So, in other words, one of its parents is the Honeycrisp. I love the shape. Yeah, it has a great, just a traditional apple yeah. shape. It's kind of got like a wine sap round kind of a shape. Yeah, well, see, yes, and that's you're you're on the right track because the the Cosmic Crisp is a cross between an Enterprise apple and a Honeycrisp. Enterprise, so the Enterprise that's where it's going to get its shape from because the Enterprise is like a Macintosh type shaped yeah. apple. I remember them out in Upper New York. It's a little bit soft, but I wouldn't mind a little bit soft if it had a little bit more character to it. And it, it does. It'd be worth another try, though. I'm a little underwhelmed, but I love the look of it. It is beautiful. It's got that kind of a green undertone. It's got that Mac. Look at that, Dan. It's got that Macintosh look. Right, yes. Which the Enterprise, the Emperor, yeah. the... There's a couple. There's a couple. But in more of a like New York style, East Coast style. Okay. Even though it's from Washington State. There's a lot of uh, controversy about this apple. Who can sell the trees? Who has the rights? And all this oh, other stuff. Oh, forget it. So in the meantime... But it is a very popular apple. And try it out. This one was a little soft. I think you're going to have a heck of an applesauce after, after we're done with this. My son is going to make an apple pie. Oh, there you go. So, oh, make sure you keep out that autumn glory. Yes, absolutely. All right, here's the next one, folks. Dan's got the whole scoop on this one. This is a sugar beet, which is a, um, at least for this apple, it's a, tends to be a smaller apple. I don't think it sizes up really large, which is kind of an advantage. There's what's called like an 80-88 count apple so you get 80 into a regular box that's kind of a mid-range apple 64s 48s are huge they're big they're tough to eat you can buy them cheap on special because people don't want them much but this is a nice average size apple okay so sizing of apples folks in the boxes the sizing of apples is how many apples fit in the box and they usually make about 40 pounds so if there's 80 or 88 apples in a box they're going to be fit in the palm of your hand pretty well if there's 72 apples in the box which is really really standard for retail displays because it's a nice size it looks great but it can be big 
Listen to that thing as you yeah. cut it. I can hear it. You got a chainsaw? Yeah. Jeez. Look at that. It it is, be- the knife is an beautiful. antique. So that is good. So the Sugar Bee Apple is a Honeycrisp cross. This one was not done in a lab. This one was done by bees. Hence the name Sugar Bee. It's a very sweet apple. I'm trying to remember what the other cross is. All right. I don't know if you can listen to this. All right. Hear that, folks? All right. You know what that is? That is the texture of the Honeycrisp. What is the, the fractalating? What's that word? Because it's crisp. There's a word. Crisp, but it's got a whole different bite to it. The bite is different. It's it's a crisp apple. It's a firm apple. Fractals. Fraxels? Whatever. It's, it's about the structure of the apple itself. That's what makes the Honeycrisp so distinct. Well, this is the deal. So apples are usually pro- cross-pollinated from other varieties. In this particular orchard, a bee, according to the story on their website, a bee was buzzing around and stopped onto an unknown tree gathering nectar and pollen and came back and pollinated several trees, and this is the apple that was born. What a pleasant, natural occurrence to happen. You know, a lot of these cross-pollinations happen in labs and years of research and study. And and years and years of field testing out in the orchards. This is not taking a gene of this and a gene of that, and, and two years later, you got a brand new apple. All no. of this cross-pollination that we've been doing for thousands of years, it takes a while. That's true, and that's why when a new variety hits the market, the stores, you'll often read an article saying, oh, developed in 1972 or in mm-hmm. 1984 mm-hmm. or whatever it was, and now it's just hitting the stands well that's that's there's a reason for that i like that because of the bite the texture flavor's good but what really stands out to me in the sugar bee is that kind of a crunch kind of a, i don't know it cracks in your mouth when you chew it yeah it's a very crunchy apple yeah. we're slicing them so we're not biting into the apple so you're not hearing the crunch but yeah. the sugar bee to me this tastes and smells like the perfect lunchbox apple it has a great texture it's red again it's not overly sweet but it is sweet yeah. And it's firm. You can you know no, break it, a good window with that. It, oh, listen to this. Yeah. That's a that's a dense apple. That is. Woo! Listen and folks, listen to this. That's Guido's head. That's a dense head. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I, I was so doing, sugar bee. I, I was doing that for effect. <laughs> okay. All right. Good enough. All right. What do we have next, Guido? What's this? This one here is the oh, this is a smitten apple. Oh, okay. Smitten, like like just smitten in love. The shape is kind of squatty. The color striated, like the old old school red delicious uh, kind of stripe, kind of like a little gala red delicious, but it's squatty. There's not many apples that are this exact shape, in that they're kind of like wider than they are taller. Yeah, it has some Brayburn in it and some gala. Oh, there I told you gala, and then a couple of other Australian varieties. This okay. is a uh, or New Zealand varieties. This is a New Zealand apple originally. Where's where, that one grown? Where the, What's it say? Where the Braeburn, by the way, I think came from. Sure, yes. New Zealand. Well, this is grown in the USA. Okay. But originally, yeah, that's what it is. There's an apple that, folks, if you can still find it, do they still grow many Braeburns for Pete's sakes? A lot of growers are pulling out the trees and putting in Honeycrisps honey, or Honeycrisp yeah. derivatives. Yeah. So... They, because the Brayburn is like a, it's a little bit taller, but it's got that, the look of the, of the stripes. It is a solid apple yeah. to the Brayburn. And I like the tartness of the Brayburn. So this being four varieties, Brayburn and Gala, you've get, you have a tart apple, you have a sweet apple. The Fiesta and the other apple 
I'm not uh, familiar with because they're New, Ze- New Zealand varieties, and yeah. I live here. But anyone from New Zealand that wants to email us and tell us all about them, yeah. we'd be happy to uh, converse with you. All right, Smith, ready to try it? Yeah, go. Hmm. Can taste the gala background for sure there because it's a little bit softer. It's softer, of course. It is beginning uh, of January, so know. these have been in storage. But I don't know. It's good. It's a it's a subtle flavor. It's not really boring. But honestly, it doesn't wow my palate. Like, say that autumn glory. But you you can definitely taste the gala in it. Okay. Smitten. Smitten by the smitten effect. Okay. What's the last one in the line there, Dan? Well, this one here oh. is a honey crisp. Now, I wrote an article several years back, maybe 2007 or 8, and I predicted that the honey crisp was going to beat out the Fuji on the produce stand. And I was wrong because there's a lot of other things. See, see the honey crisp apple is a very hard apple to grow. Right. There's only, I think there's only certain mm. acreage in a specific spot in Washington state where the honey crisp trees are able to grow perfectly. So in other words, honey crisp apple trees produce a fantastic apple, the honey crisp, but the branches are so brittle that they break and fall off and it just it's hard for the orchardists it, it's not cost effective and then the yield that you get isn't that great as but, well but the reason why your prediction was a little off isn't because it's not a popular apple it's just that it can't be grown everywhere that the fuji is right so yeah. that is why yeah. it's, it's such a great apple that it has been used to create right all these new varieties that we're getting but the thing is we're going to take a break and when we come back i'm going to give you a little bit of history of what actually makes the honey crisp apple we'll be back mm-hmm. god didn't make it don't rain in Indianapolis in the summertime. There's no such thing as Dr. Seuss, Disneyland, Mother Goose, and no nursery rhyme. God didn't make the little green apples, and it don't rain in Indianapolis in the summertime. There's a crisis in America. More than half of us are overweight. The advice experts agree on is to eat more fruits and vegetables as part of a healthy diet and be physically active. Eating five to nine servings of colorful fruits and vegetables and being active every day will help our kids stay healthy and fit. Eat smarter, be active, and get healthy, America. Because the figures don't lie. Hey folks, Dan the Produce Man here. Thank you for tuning in to the Produce Pair Podcast. Be sure to check out our Facebook page and our Instagram page and join the over 7 million people who have viewed the Dan the Produce Man YouTube page. We don't I show you tips on fresh fruits and vegetables and all kinds of other great goodies. So while you're not listening to the podcast, you can tune into our YouTube page and connect with us on our Facebook and Instagram pages. Stick around. The Produce Pair will be right back. A pledge allegiance to the produce pair at ProducePair.com and to the produce for which they stand, one nation under Dan and Guido, indivisible with produce and produce for all. Give me just a little help and show how much I care. I bring you apples, peaches, bananas, and pears. Apples, peaches, bananas, and pears. 
All right, folks, welcome back to The Produce Pair. I'm Dan, the produce man, along with... Guido the Gardener. And we have... Apples, honey- apples, apples, apples. Yes, that's right. This Honeycrisp apple on the table here with us. Now, the Honeycrisp apple, again, is responsible... Well, the people people are responsible, but I'm going to say the apple is responsible for many new varieties right. that we have right now. As I told you before the break, it's a very hard apple to grow, and there's a lot of loss. They've created all these other varieties from it, but check this out. So everyone thinks Honeycrisp is a new variety, and it is a newer variety. And these other apples are even newer. That come yeah, from yeah. the Honeycrisp are newer. But did you know, my good produce pal Guido, that... Try me. Okay, so somewhere in the early 1920s, there was a, an arranged marriage by the Geneva <laughs> Research Station in New York. The Macintosh apple, which dates all the way back to the 1800s in Ontario, Canada, and the Jersey black apple, which is an old American variety. Those two were crossed, and they created the Macoon. Macoon, yeah. Yeah, which is a great apple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Love we- the flavor of that. Okay, I don't want to step on your line. Go ahead. Okay, so now you have the Macoon apple, which is created from two old varieties. Oh, from the 1800s. Then the Macoon, well, it was popular for its intense flavor and, it, and it's squatty. And so that's one side of the family, okay? Gotcha. All right. And then on the other side of the family, we have the Harlson apple, which originated in 1922 by the University of Minnesota. Uh, I've never had a Harlson apple, but it's described as a crisp, tart, white fleshed apple, great for out of hand eating and cooking. I'm quoting one of my old articles here. And then also in the mix is the Golden Delicious which was introduced in the late 1800s in West Virginia. So, when the Halson and Golden Delicious were crossed, the Honey Gold apple was born. Gotcha. So now you've got parents on each side, and then when they took the Honey Gold and the Macoon... Correct. ...and crossed those, that's where the Honey Crisp comes from. Yeah, because the Macoon, I knew the Macoon was one, one half of this pair. But, you know, these have been crossed and recrossed so many times... Like the, take the Macoon. It's a cross of two others. Well, who knows what's what's behind those other two? That's why. Correct. Yeah. So the Honeycrisp apple itself, which is creating all these new apples, its parentage is of, of four different apples yeah. that could be crossed from other apples as well. Right. And that that's one reason why it takes years and years to perfect these because what happens is you'll grow them one year and you're going to get uh, dominant genes from one of the parents say there's eight parents you know four parents on one side and four parents on another and then the next year you're going to get something else and the next year you're going to get something else so they tweak it year after year until the until they got a stabilized apple did you already try it yeah it's fine and mm. i mean i gotta tell you i know everybody and their brother sister and Third cousin just loves the Honeycrisp, but it's never been one that's knocked me off my socks. And I was always expecting, although you've had you've you've had good luck with other growers, but mm-hmm. I've tried them here and there, and they're okay. But um, I think now, after well, I, I had this sugar beet before, but if I was going to reach for a like a Honeycrisp type. I wouldn't reach for the Honeycrisp, but it'd probably be that sugar bee that's got that texture or that autumn glory for the that kind of cinnamony flavor. But yeah, they they sell they sell well, and 
I like it. I like this apple a lot. I think it has a great flavor. I like how crispy it is when you bite into it, but then it's a soft crispness. It's kind of a um, very delicate, soft crispness at the same time. And I think that's because the cells in the apples are a little bit bigger and more expanded. I'm yeah. not quite sure, but that's probably that, it. it. Yeah, that's the, the, what the selling point was, the, how it kind of cracks. And that's yeah. what's going to get people the very first impression, right. the very first bite, crunch. Yeah. No, you're right. And that's it. But it is... Uh, I like it. I like it a lot. I think it's a good apple. I do have to say that the best Honeycrisp apple I ever had comes from a California grower, Kuyama, which they grow organic apples, and you mentioned their Fuji earlier. Fuji, the, Fuji the, drop dead. Their Delicious, Fuji and yeah. their Honeycrisp are the best two apples of those varieties that I have ever tasted. Now, I don't know if it has something to do with the climate in the Kuyama Valley or yeah, what the deal is. A lot of California apples come out of the valley. A lot of the green Granny Smiths come out of there. We've got apple orchards up north, but this is actually in Southern California, central. Yes, it is. The Kuyama Valley. Yeah. And I, I bought a bin one time when I had my store, a bin of Honeycrisp apples. Now folks, a bin of apples is probably about seven, 800 pounds yeah. Okay, yeah. of apples in those big cardboard things that you see watermelons in, in the store. I bought a bin of those one year. They were Ugly, ugly, ugly. They were seconds. Just, and or thirds. Right. But only, <laughs> now remember, apple grading is done by its physical appearance. Correct. Not by any defect in eating quality or Correct. anything else. These apples were so ugly. But How ugly were they? Oh, they were horrible. They were like <laughs> these, these next ones that we're going to talk about. They had all kinds of what's called limb rub, and that's when the limbs rub against the apples from the wind and creates a scarring on the top. Those don't make it into the boxes for the supermarkets. You'll see them at farmer's markets. Yeah, and stuff, yeah. Or, or, or they're in the juice you're drinking. But uh, they had that. They had off-coloring and little bitter pit or hail spots. Well, not really hail spot, but bitter pit. They were just ugly. They were just ugly, yeah. And yeah. the flavor of those apples was so good. Yeah. Like I told you off the mic, that they tasted like Bazooka Joe bubblegum. Wow. That's that an intense how flavor. good those apples yeah. were. They were amazing. And I was only able to get them that one time because I asked for them the following year, because this was a little more towards the end of the season. And I asked for them again the following year. They said, no, we're not packing those anymore. I don't know what they were doing with them. Maybe they were probably shipping them off for processing. Yeah. And, yeah. and whoever got them, good for you. So... Anyway, California does have a lot of good apples. These are all out of Washington that we uh, talked to you about here earlier that we described. Now, Guido, you have what's in your hand that you're thumping on. That is a stamen wine sap. Oh, wow. Now, the I wouldn't I wouldn't have guessed. Well, well, I, I, yeah, cuz it doesn't have the color. Yeah. Now, the stamen the wine sap Actually, I don't think it was a stamen. I think it was just a wine sap. Apple that I got many years ago was from a grower up in the High Sierras. And these apple orchards were from the early 1900s. And Do you remember the grower's name? No. It was this kind of a trippy dude. Uh, <laughs> I got to say, he was a little, little off. And he brought them to me in boxes that didn't have lids. And when I tasted that wine sap apple, I said, I want everything that you have. And so the following week, I wasn't there at my store. And one of my guys called me and said, hey, so-and-so just mm. dropped off a bunch of apples. I went back and they were all red delicious and gold delicious. And they weren't. They were good because they're grown up in the high Sierras mm. where the, they get the real chill hours. And the color. 
that you don't get in the Valley Apples in California. Right. They're amazing. But it was that one time. You know, there's a lot of things like this in, in, in a produce <laughs> career, especially when you're dealing with a lot of small farmers. Sure, sure. Where you get something and then they're gone. Mm-hmm. They're go- you, you just don't get it again, ever. And this was one of those moments. Now, this one here, you taste that. Now, I thumped it against the mic and you can tell it's a, it's a softer. It's a softer apple. Well, yes. But, but this apple is very crisp. When it's first harvested. Right. But even at this stage, the flavor's marvelous. Mm. It's got an older school flavor. Now, Crunch on, I'm, I'm talking and Dan's eating. What I noticed from this apple more so than anything else is the aftertaste. Yeah, I'm is trying to comes, figure out what that is. It comes It comes later. Yeah. It's not a tartness. No, it's a flavor. It's it, There's some acid in it, but I don't know what it is. But you're right. It does have that old it, apple yeah, flavor. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to picture the flavor of another apple old apple that's got this and i can't what i would do with this is i would make it into a sauce oh yeah well it's going into the pie that my son is gonna make i'm definitely gonna make sure that he um mm. the stamen is a old variety and, the, and so is the wine sap yeah so the stamen wine sap is gonna give you that you know what it reminds me of a little is a very old like an old pippin that's what it is you know what this flavor the, is the to me? older pippins an with old, the russeting around yeah. the stem yeah end. we used to get little inside baseball produce i don't know if you ever got them but we used to get an old pippin out of watsonville Watson, oh. watsonville oh. california which is uh south of san francisco by like an hour and a half too which everybody knows it for lettuce it's the lettuce bowl of california yeah. greens and lettuce but you'd be surprised it's a pippin that's what yeah. this reminds me of okay that pippin apple that used to come out of out of the watsonville area yeah did have a very distinct flavor versus the oh Oregon Pippin from Viewmont Orchards. Yeah, the Hood River Pippin is basically like a Granny Smith. It, it, yeah. It's good. It's good. Yeah, and, it's, and, it's fine, and but I, it's it, not. But it's not an old fashioned. It doesn't have that old fashioned flavor that this that this apple has. I don't know, folks, about you, but I know that when I bite into a piece of fruit or a vegetable that's grown by a small farmer or something because these are these are ugly as sin. They just are. Um, <laughs> yeah. But they're good. I get this. Okay, I grew some potatoes one time in my backyard when I lived out in Contra Costa County. Very hot out there, silty soil, perfect for backyard gardens. I grew some potatoes, just for the heck of it. I had other stuff, but potatoes were in there. And when I harvested those potatoes and brought them in the house and cooked them and bit into it, all of a sudden these memories of being a little kid back in... Vermont. Yes, not that I've ever been there, but I've been there. I've been there in Dan's recollections. Yes, my first ten years of my life was spent there, and my mother would have these gardens. And I'm telling you, just biting into that potato brought back that memory. Just a simple potato. Yeah, yeah. But it was a backyard. Something about the flavor of it, freshly harvested, not washed, homegrown. So when I bite into this apple, I flash back to the 1970s when I was working at the produce stand with the old man Frank Markey running it and he was bringing those apples in from Watsonville there several oh, varieties yeah and other apples from Mariposa County that had a big butterfly right on the uh, real. I, on I the don't label. remember. I don't remember those. Yeah, those were really good too. So eating this wine sap brings those memories back. Isn't wow. it interesting, folks? How flavors. 
Oh, it's intense. It's like smells. It smells. just bring back memories. Yeah. It's really interesting. So Yeah, I, I like this one. Yeah, I like the Stamen yeah. Wine Sap a lot. Maybe because I can tie it to that old, old Pippin in my head. They were, um, gosh, I can't remember the grower down B-U-A-K, there. B-U-A-K, Buack. Nick Butier. Nick Butier was a grower in Watsonville. Buack, B-U-A-K, was the label. There was an apple on the label with glasses on and a face <laughs> and a doctor's smock, whatever you call those white lab coats that the doctors wear, on the cover. Wow. I think mine was different. It was... Oh, God, I can't remember it now. Mm. I think it was an organic apple, too. There's still plenty. I mean, apples really come out late summer, fall, but there's still a a ton of apples. And these newer varieties of apples, they're just about now coming out of regular storage. We're going to have controlled atmosphere storage, maybe even now. It used to be January. So it's a great way to end and start a year. Apples are you know, very popular fruit. I don't know if they're number two in the United States or number three, but I know banana is number one. But everybody eats apples. Yeah. So yeah. add this to your to your diet. Go in the stores can do or go online to their websites. But I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of apples and varieties of produce inside the stores that are not on the websites as well. So some things you may miss. But try all these new varieties and definitely if you find some old-fashioned varieties, try those. I went to three locations for these apples. I went to number one, my old store, which is now called Dan's Farmer's Market. Our good buddy Chewy owns it. It's where we shoot our videos. And then I went to Monterey Market in Berkeley, which is a larger version of Dan's Farmer's Market. Lots and lots of stuff. Lots and lots of varieties. Lots of variety. And then I even went to Berkeley Bowl West, which is a massive store. And if you want every produce item grown under under the sun from all around the world, they have it. I don't know. Sometimes, I'm not kidding. I don't know how they make money sometimes. They've got so much stuff, they must throw away a ton of stuff. But they sell a lot of stuff. They sell volume and they have a lot of things that we, you know, that's where I got the wine saps. When I saw these, I said, oh, yes. How much did these cost you, by the way? I didn't look at any of the prices of any of the apples or of any of the produce that I bought. None of it. I know that the total trip with the receipts came to around $79. But I bought other things. I bought very expensive mushrooms. I bought citrus and a whole lot of other things. But right now, you know, we have these apples. And, you know, there was was this great guy back in the... uh, westward movement named john chapman who made his way across the country he was a preacher you know he was yeah yeah he definitely put the word out there and brought the good book with him but what he also brought was apple trees and he would give them to settlers and help them plant orchards i can't remember where he ended up or how he died but that's johnny appleseed he didn't walk around with a bag of apple seeds with a barefoot overalls and a corn cob pipe dropping apple seeds everywhere to grow trees. He was an orchardist, a nurseryman, yeah. and he brought those trees with him and then helped people and grow you, orchards. And you splice them and splice them and re-splice them and you get those trees back again. So that's kind of a little bit of a short version of a very <laughs> long story. But if you want to read the article, I did write it and it is on my blog, uh, on my website. So check it out. And so is the other uh, article that I wrote several years ago. I did update it last December. It's called A Honey of a Crisp. That's up there as well. And that explains the history of that as well. A lot of nutrition in apples. You know that. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. I mean, how many times have you heard that? Well, it's true. A lot of doctors, fi- fiber. Yeah, yeah. When a doctor comes, you hold up an apple as if it's a, a cross to a vampire. Yeah. 
All kidding aside, even though apple season is September, October, November, at least for harvesting, even July in many cases, Mm -hmm. at least the gala starts in July. Here in California, at least it does. And the California apple industry is, it's not what it used to be. We used to have the California Apple Commission. The difference is, I would say, marketing, not, not marketing as far as the people behind the marketing, but the apples themselves do not have the color that the apples in Washington and Oregon and Idaho get from the cold weather. Right. So they get the color. Their Fujis are bright red. The California Fuji, which uh, one of my favorite ones was grown by Sierra Hills. They went out of business about four years ago and they grew a Fuji apple that was extremely dull in color. And they just, were more y- yellowish green, but the flavor yeah, was great. It, but was, it was an old Fuji. The yeah. sweetest yeah. and the nuttiest apple, I tell you. But anyway, so that's why the California apple industry, the other reason the California apple industry has gone under is we grew a lot of apples for juice and tankers from China, Uh. tankers, these boats, tankers with filled with apple juice concentrate would come into the ports and get distributed out to all the apple juice processors and a way, way cheaper than they could buy them from California. And that also helped put a lot of the industry out of business. So when you buy apple juice, read the label, read the label. Sometimes it's extremely hard to find and it's very small print, but find out where that juice comes from. If it's not domestic apple juice, put it back on a shelf and buy domestic apple juice. Here, here. All right. Anything else, Guido? No, I think we're good with apples. Okay, folks, that's it for the produce pair. We've talked about some varieties of apples that we like and thought we'd share those with you. Go out and get some. Get into the stores and buy your apples. Or like Guido said, buy them online. Oh, did I tell you the... But wait, there's more. No, we have two more. Oh, gosh. These these apples oh, came the... to me in the mail. Oh, they, these are the mystery apple. Yeah, this is a mystery apple. Now, these apples came in the mail. The part of the <laughs> label is torn off, so it doesn't tell me who sent them, where they came from. There's no business card inside. There are I'm... stickers on them. I'm still suspect though because it, why would somebody send this off and there's no card in the apple or nothing? Why would somebody send this off to us to you and just like on the off chance? Well we're going to find out after you taste it. Okay. Because I'm going to let you taste it. It, it sounded crispy. And if you're still yeah, alive I, I, after. I, Yeah, the official taste tester. <laughs> it's called Honey Z 4024. Texture's good. Mm. Tastes like a honey crisp. Mm-hmm. It has texture of a honey crisp. It's, it's got the exact texture of a honey crisp. All right. Well, maybe that's what it is. But that's all you get. No name, people. Thank you to whoever sent the honey Z <laughs> apples. <laughs> they will be going into my son's pie tonight. And beautiful color. Oh, kind of, yeah. kind of a cream, oh, yeah, yeah. A cream color. Describe the color. They're very yeah. soft, creamy background. This would be nice. You know, there's certain varieties that hold their color. Most of them don't. Um, the opal apple actually holds its color, but th- that would be a nice experiment. Well, you'll find out in another half an hour, forty minutes. See which ones are these color. Oh, because when you say when they're cut, when they're after they cut, they discolor. Some like the Granny Smith discolors pretty quickly. There's a few that discolor sure. quickly. There's a few that hold. And there's their some color. that don't. And I think the Cosmic Crisp is very famous for not oxidizing really fast. Yeah. As far as meaning turning brown. Right. After you cut them. Yeah. That's a decent apple. Thank you to whoever sent it. It would be nice if you could identify yourself so we can give you a plug. There were, it was either four or five of them. 
in this little box, mm. and I just don't. I like that better than that Honeycrisp we had. Yeah, I don't know where where they came from. So, Mystery But to apple. me, it tastes like a Honeycrisp. Yeah, yeah. It feels like a Honeycrisp. Must be a Honeycrisp. <laughs> it's a try. Okay, folks. That's the end of it today. Apple Talk with Dan the Produce Man. and We know the gardener. That's right. So, Happy New Year. Make it a good one. Make Yippee! it a great one. And a safe one. All right, folks. Until next week, I'm Dan the Produce Man reminding you that it's always best when you get it fresh. And I'm Guido the Gardener. And I'll tell you what my Nona Bessie always told me. Manja! Hey folks, if you like what you heard today, stay connected with us on our Facebook page, The Produce Pair, and other social media outlets. Suggestions, comments, questions can all be directed to producepair at gmail.com. That's the word produce and the word pair, P-A-I-R, like a pair of produce guys. That's producepair at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll gather together again next week.